The verse of the week is John 14, 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How are you doing? Good. Thanksgiving break is almost here. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I am too. I feel like everyone is in desperate need of a break. Yes. I have a question for you. And oh, okay. Now that Spotify does these question things, maybe we'll make a poll and everyone oh, yeah, can yeah, answer. Yeah. Um, when is it too soon to start listening to Christmas music? Is it like November 1st comes around like that's Christmas time? Or is it like, are you strictly like post Thanksgiving? This is such a controversial it is. subject, I feel like. I'm normally like an after Thanksgiving person. Same. For like decorating and music. Yeah. It really depends on the year though, I feel like too. Like some years I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for some holiday cheer. And also all of my moods are dependent on the weather. Mm, yes. And the weather's been so nice recently that I'm like, yeah. it feels too soon to do anything for Christmas because there's not any snow. Yeah. It's not cold. It yeah. still feels like fall. And yeah. I don't like want to wish fall away. <laughs> I know. Because we like never fall. get fall in Colorado. It's so true. And when it snowed, the first time it snowed this year, I was like, oh no, too soon. But now that it hasn't snowed again, I'm like, what? What's going on? Yeah. Where's the snow? But I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Unless it snows into June. No, I don't like that. The times <laughs> that it really snows upset. during graduation, ugh, that's not fun. Are you an after Thanksgiving person too? I am. And it's because Matt is definitely an after Thanksgiving person. Um, but I feel like there's just, I want to give Thanksgiving its due yeah, and not like gloss over it. Um, so yeah, I usually am after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I would rather leave like Christmas decorations up into January. Yes. Because mm-hmm. then it feels wintry and like stuff yes. feels festive. So I'd rather like leave them up later than like decorate early. Does yeah. that make sense? Totally. But I, there's just something about like when it is dark so early and Christmas is over and it's January and we're going back to school. But when people still have their Christmas lights up, it's yeah. like little rays of hope. Like, yeah. oh, okay, it, this is still nice. It kind of helps fight the seasonal depression yeah. a little bit. Uh, well, Going into Thanksgiving, um, we have Nate Smock on the podcast yeah. this week, which was super fun. I learned fun. so much. I did too. So I'm really excited for people to hear from him. Um, I think they'll really get a lot out of this episode. But yeah. um, first things first, let's do some announcements. Um, like Hannah and I said, Thanksgiving break is coming up. It starts this Wednesday, November 22nd. Um, and then if you know any families interested in attending Lou High next year, um, our executive director, Dan Gerke, is hosting a Q&A for prospective families on Thursday, November 30th. Um, so please invite these people um, that you know that are interested in Lou High to invite, um, invite them to the Q&A and then invite them to RSVP on our website. And then a Lou High Christmas is on December 4th and 5th. Make sure to get your tickets soon because space is limited. Our guest this week is Lou High's Team Strength Director, Nate Smock. This is Coach Smock's second year leading the Lions in the weight room, and he has already made an incredible impact on the program and our student-athletes. Hannah and I learned a ton in our conversation, and we hope you do too. Welcome to the Lou High Pod, Coach Smock. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to talk about all things team strength and training our athletes here at Lou High because that's kind of a 
big part of what our students do. Yes, yes. I'm excited to talk about this. So Awesome. Well, first things first, will you just kind of describe your role and introduce yourself um, for our audience who may not know you yet? Yes, my name is uh, Nate Smock or Coach Nate Smock. Um, I'm the Director of Strength Conditioning and Team Strength here at Lutheran High School. Um, and my role is to develop programs and coach all of our athletes and students up in the weight room, whether that's um, the kid that you know, is not interested in sports and they just want to learn health and fitness or the kid that wants to be a serious competitor in athletics. And my job is to differentiate that and help them um, build in the weight room to meet, th- meet their goals. That's awesome that like all students can get involved in some way, shape or form. Like weightlifting is not just for our athletes. Like I love that you touched on it could be students that just want to learn more about health and fitness. That's really awesome. Yeah. I mean, when we look at it statistically, 99.9% of our students around the country are not going to be in professional sports. I mean, we root for that and we want to see that. But um, that being said, we want these kids to be able to have skills where they can go off on their own and actually learn something to take care of their body and fitness. So hopefully we can help them in the long term as well when they are out of athletics as well as an adult. Yeah, more about long-term healthy living. I feel like it's nice that you're equipping these students before they even graduate to say like, hey, once you get to college, you already know what to do. Once you're an adult, like you can figure out this routine and continue. Yes. That's amazing. Um, So like you mentioned in your role, you develop sport-specific training programs for athletes as well. Um, How do you kind of approach that? So sport-specific is the skill on the field. If you're a soccer player, what is the most sport-specific thing you can do? That's going out to play soccer and practicing soccer. I am more the, the generalist. So um, essentially, I like to look at it in this way. I follow a model called long-term athletic development. Um, I learned this model from one of my mentors, um, Lauren Landau, in the past. And first is fundamentals. That's essentially your youth athletes. You just want these kids, your young kids, to learn how to have fun, play games, develop some type of interest in the sport. So fundamentals is your first step of training, which a lot of our kids are past that um, as they enter high school. Then there's learn to train. And I think of that, that is essentially a lot of our kids, especially our newcomers. You're, that's like introduction to the weight room. This is technique focused. I'm not worried about you getting bigger, you getting stronger. I'm worried about can you move properly and be injury free in the weight room with safety. Yeah. Then the next phase is train to train. And that's where, once the kids have learned the technique in the weight room, that's where we are developing your basic strength. We're starting to develop some speed. We're starting to work on some power output as well in the weight room. Um, This is where you're trying to get kids to actually officially buy in. Like, Mm -hmm. this is going to help me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then after that, once you kind of start to get that buy-in from the kids, the next phase is training to compete. Training to compete is going to be where you're getting even more intense We are training now to go win this game, to get as strong as I possibly can, as fast as I possibly can to win. Um, And then the last phase is train to win. I'm trying to peak you for competition. We know you're strong. We know you're getting bigger, stronger. But how do we make sure it's happening at the right time? So, for example, if you're a track athlete running the 100 meter and we want to get ready for state and peak, well, I can't just give you the toughest, craziest thing two days before when we, we got to actually have a routine mm-hmm. and every little detail's got to fall into peak for track. Um, and that's great for all those other sports too. Like you want your kids to be in their best mind come playoff time. I really like how it's such a gradual process. Like 
there are steps to it instead of like just jumping into like, yes, we're going to train you so you can win and compete. Like there are steps to lead up to that. Yes. And I know that's a lot of steps. So I also like to think in a way too, you've got two types of training. Um, as far as periodization goes, you've got general physical preparation and then specific physical preparation. So I think as general physical preparation for a lot of my athletes in high school, again, they all, they're all young kids. They're learning the weight room. So a lot of this preparation is general, like learn how to squat well, learn how to clean well, learn how to sprint well, your basic stuff that entails all athleticism in all sport. And if we can master those, then I can hand you off to your sports coach and say, okay, we've developed a stronger athlete, a more explosive athlete by doing this general stuff. Now you're going to be the SPP guy or a specific general preparation coach. I just had a kid the other day. He's like, hey, coach, I, uh, I'm not in any sports, and I actually really just want to get into powerlifting. Oh, cool. And I was like, he's like, I just want to do powerlifting stuff. I really don't want to do much speed and agility. I just don't have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you gave me a rationale and explained me what your goals are, and you gave me good reasoning. So for you, since you communicated, we're going to adapt for you, and we're going to do this instead. So we can adapt as well. You give a GPP workout to every kid, and then you can make little tweaks within that workout where it's similar, mm-hmm. but you're also getting some of the other needs for the kids, whether it's like to help with a knee injury or a shoulder injury, you throw yeah. in some correctives to help aid that as well. And so I, again, to make it short, I make, try to make a better overall athlete, and then I hand this athlete off to the coach so they can say, I'm going to make you a master at your skill set. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. You explained that so well. That's really awesome. Um, is there anything you do, like any kind of techniques um, or strategies you used specifically to improve an athlete's performance? Yes. We think of this principle as called the said principle, and that's a specific adaptation to impose demands. So in short terms, you get what you train for. Okay. And so we kind of had this phase back in the day. I don't know if you remember like P90X or we had yes. all these like shock method workouts where like one day I'm going to do a 30 minute run. One day I'm going to do, you know, 25 reps of bench, whatever it might yeah. be. It's just mm-hmm. random. Yeah. Right. And when we look at skill development, it can't be random. Mm. I get what I train for. It's got to be consistent. Yeah. Um, so say if you're trying to be a good um, point shooter in basketball, um, you got to do the exact same shot over and over again. Mm-hmm. I can't just say I'm going to shoot from here. Now I'm going to move 30 feet back and shoot from there. You don't yeah. develop consistency to get good at that shot. Totally. So the same thing in the weight room. It's we're still going to squat. We're still going to clean. We're still going to um, do our basics, our med ball throws. We're going to sprint. We're going to change direction. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is the same drill week after week after week. And the kids are like, when are we going to change it up? It's like, we have changed it up, but very gradually. I've just Ah. altered your volume and intensity. Um, And so that's so they can adapt to the skill and get actually strong and good at it. Um, Once they have started to master that, then I can get even more focused on, okay, you're a baseball player. We got to really work on that rotational power. And so now I get more specific because they've mastered the basics. That's amazing. How... How do you get like high schoolers to buy into repetition? Because I know you mentioned it. They're like, okay, coach, can we change things up? Like, how can you get them to buy into the repetition and the consistency of things? Um, <clears throat> the first one is relationships. 
Uh, it's very hard to get a kid to buy in if they think you don't care about them. Yeah. You try to do that in different ways, right? You go by and you tell the kid, hey, good job, or you mm-hmm. ask something about their day. Um, you kind of do that gradually yeah. to develop relationships. And then some of the kids, too, you develop really strong routes of communication. Um, I've got some swimmers and kids that come up to me, hey, I got to meet this day. They just do what you say because they trust it. But it's because you show you care. That's amazing. You really have eyes on everybody in the weight room throughout the day. Like, you know, this kid is in this sport and they want to work on this. But over here on the other side of the weight room, we're doing this. And that's amazing. And that's where you got to tell them consistently. Like, you guys got to tell me. You yeah. got to communicate each day. We all got to talk. I got to see where you're at, especially this many, because I'm a human being. I'm going to make yeah, a mistake. I'm one person. I'm yeah. going to make a mistake. So it's okay to ask me if I'm not. Um, I understand I come off strict sometimes, so it's okay to bug me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Coach Smock is approachable, everybody. <laughs> um, so a lot of our students, they kind of fluctuate between being in season and out of season, but they're continually taking team strength with you. So how much does being in season versus out of season kind of change up training? How does training in season differ from training out of season? Great question. And just like every strength conditioning response, it depends. I look at it like this too. I look at what is the training age of the athlete in front of me. Um, so if it's an in-season varsity athlete that's mm-hmm. had four years in the weight room, they're pretty strong. They're already really fast and they're, they're peaking at the varsity level. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to probably say, okay, I got to find out when are your games at? And I might be, oh man, we got six days until a game. Mm-hmm. I can push you decently to maintain or try to create some strength gains or maintain some size. And then as the game gets closer, I got to say, okay, I don't need you sore for this basketball game. Right. So I might find some exercises. Hey, we're working explosive power, mm. but these aren't things that are going to tire you out. Mm. It's just to touch on it and maintain it. I don't want you yeah. sore. Or maybe the athlete's really beat up and I give them a really light workout mm-hmm. and it's like an active recovery session. So um, sometimes when we hear workout, we just think it's to make you tired. Yeah. It's not always that case. It's how do I get my brain to focus in for my performance? How do I wake my body up so it's ready to go on game day as well? It's not all just about gains, yeah. if that makes sense. And I've got some kids too that are really young. They're at a new training age where their body has not learned to push the weight heavy mm. yet. Mm-hmm. So those kids, you know, those are going to be a lot of your freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. I don't do too much change up for them because I know their window of growth is at a peak. Mm-hmm. And I've got to train them hard to maximize that window of growth. So that way, when they are in varsity athletics, then I can say, okay, I got to manipulate some things more. We're going to survive this, but we've got to take advantage of this window of getting stronger. Yeah, Because a lot of these kids play basketball, soccer, year-round, volleyball Mm year-round, if all I do is say, we're not training hard this day and that day, Mm -hmm. where am I going to be able to peak your body and strength and power as well? So I've got to find a window to really saturate them. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Like working up Mm -hmm. towards it and like prepping them for Yeah. And then you start to manage that volume and intensity the, the more advanced they get. I do have one final question for you. Do you have like any kind of encouragement or advice for students that maybe are like very intimidated by the weight room or they're very intimidated by weight training or getting into just health and fitness do you have any advice or encouragement for them yeah i my my advice is this stay consistent and like i i think people no one's judging you the way they you think they're judging you 
Um, That's a great piece of And advice. that really goes for a, any adult, any kid. I think in the fitness world, you've got to kind of face that fear and realize that with your consistency, you get a little better at something and you start to get more more trust. You start to get more motivated. So honestly, it's stick through the beginning and then you create a habit and it's going to become, you'll look back and you'll be proud of it. Um, for example, that kid that's scared of getting made fun of on bench press, mm-hmm. you might be only do two reps on the bar, but if you just keep coming in day in and day out, not worrying about any external factors, just focus on you, you'll look back like, whoa, this is crazy to see how much I've gained over time. So Yeah, it's kind of like that saying, like it can be either like one day or day one. Like if you just start, then you can keep going instead of saying, well, I'll try that one day. Well, if you just start today, you'll start to see the improvement as you keep going. Exactly. And as a, as adults and for kids to know, like, if we are honest evaluators ourselves, I see achievements for myself every single day and I see failures for myself every day. Mm-hmm. We've all got our own insecurities and all own things. And if you accept it and face it, that's how you build and grow. Yeah. And that's advice we all need, like high schoolers and adults too. Like just keep that advice throughout your entire life. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you have a question? I, I do. And it's a selfish question. So we made up at the scenario. <laughs> no, go um, ahead. <laughs> we were talking at the beginning about, um, like adult, like lifelong training. So I know we have a lot of parent listeners and this really, we talk about the kids a lot on this podcast, but I'm wondering like, what advice would you have for, you know, I'm not in high school. I'm not playing sports anymore. I just, you know, want to continue to be active and fit because, you know, my, I want to do things with my family or whatever the reason is. I don't know. I just keep thinking of Mr. Cola. He's so, Marty Cola is so strong. Um, and <laughs> yes. you can find him in the Parker Rec Center. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, like what advice do you have for people who just want to be fit even post high school? Post high school. So, I mean, some people, it, it depends on who you are and some people are very self-motivated and some people, um, aren't as self-motivated. Some people, when they finish their sports or high school, they're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. And then other people like me, I'm like, oh, I want to keep living my glory days. I'm going to see if I can, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can touch Let's this. Rim. Um, but I think you got to find what fits you. Say if you're a football player, you're done with the heavy lifting. You're tired of the years of doing the heavy mm-hmm. lifting. You've got to experiment with other things that you aren't used to. Maybe that's the bike ride. Maybe that's trying a different rec sport, like something that just finds ignition in you, whether that's, um, racquetball or whatever it might be. I think that's a start. Find some type of fitness activity you enjoy. And first, you can't overdo it either. You can't go in and just think, I'm going to go hardcore today. Because yeah. then if you haven't worked out for a while and then oh, you can't move. Yeah, you never you want just, to do it again. You just yeah. demotivated yourself yeah. to be able to do yeah. that. So you got to go in increments as well. So you got to gradually increase that volume, gradually get that intensity going and just find something you enjoy. Thank you so much, Coach. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for people to use this information. And yeah, we really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed being on. It was awesome. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we're joined by Assistant Principal Paul Blumenberg again to talk about how to end the semester strong. Don't forget to send us your questions for our Q&A episode. You can email us at podcast at lhsparker.org or leave a comment on any of our socials. See you guys next week. And this is his commandment that we believe.